Hello and welcome to this special edition of Rob Gold Football Chat and, and Wrestling Chat. Now this week, as I say, it's very different. Because this week we will be going over as normal with the Premier League predictions uh, for this weekend's round of fixtures. And we will be talking about teams, not just the ones who have been in Europe from the Premier League and things like that, but we will be discussing how each of their seasons have been going in those competitions as well. And so first thing first is the Premier League predictions for this week. So as we know, some as of this recording, some have been some of these matches have finished, but I will not be going over the results with of them until the next episode. So I will go through the predictions first. Well, so Arsenal versus Wolves prediction for a home win. Arsenal's form have been has been decent. Wolves, on the other hand, have been hit and miss. Um, sometimes you just don't know which Wolves is going to turn up. Uh, but I predict this one to be an Arsenal win. Uh, then next match, Brentford versus Luton again. Luton, it's away from home. You know, it's their home games that are going to try that are going to keep them up. I think this season. Um, but Brentford, I think, have just got enough strength in their squad to get the win in this one and I would say this one would finish a home win for Bradford. Burnley against Sheffield United this is a six pointer and a half because both of these teams they're struggling they're struggling for points uh, Burnley as I say at home you know you would think should have enough to beat Sheffield United in this one um, Sheffield United just don't seem to have what it takes this season unfortunately for them um, so I can see them as being one of the favourites to go down this season. Uh, Forest versus Everton. Now, obviously, again, Everton with news, obviously, last week that they had been deducted the 10 points. Um, they also, and that, but going in this one, I believe they will pick up the win here against Nottingham Forest. I do think because they're fighting so much now, for to get those extra points back that you know that they have lost so far now they have appealed it so we will hear from that we also here have a rumor which we will discuss about after the predictions have been done and i will also go through the list of results from last week as well after the predictions for this week have been completed um so newcastle versus manchester united united's form at the minute has been quite good um, in the league. They're one of the most informed teams in the Premier League um, in the past couple of months. Um, but they are still below some of the other teams at the top. And that. But I can see Newcastle getting the win here against Manchester United because obviously Manchester United were in action in, in the Champions League uh, during the week. Um, and then moving forward then on to Sunday's fixtures. So then we have Bournemouth against Aston Villa again. I think this one's going to be tight. I really do, but I think Villa, after getting that win last week, which we will we will discuss about, um, will help. We'll get there. Will help them being confident away from home, knowing that they can go go at teams. 
and I can see Villa picking up the win against Bournemouth at Bournemouth. Then we move on to Chelsea versus Brighton at Stamford Bridge. This one is going to be, I would say, there'll be goals in this game. But I think Chelsea will have the edge because Chelsea, as I say, have been scoring, but they've been leaking at the back. So it's whether or not Brighton will want to attack it. And, that, and I think that's why you'll see Chelsea picking up the three points. Liverpool versus Fulham. I think this will be one people would mostly like, most likely have as a home banker, even though Liverpool just played on Thursday. Um, but I do believe that Liverpool will pick up the three points um, in that match. West Ham versus Palace. This is this is a really close fixture, a really close fixture because obviously West Ham again playing in midweek. And that, but as I say, in this match at home. I would honestly believe that West Ham will have enough to go forward in this game and to get the three points against Crystal Palace, and I can only see this being a West Ham win. Manchester City versus Spurs. Now, this is a game that's intrigued me because one minute I'm thinking Man City will win this quite easily, the next I'm thinking, well, do you know what? If Spurs turn up, if the Spurs are have been have been playing well at the start of the season. If they turn up in this game, then they could give City a good game. So in this match, I've actually went for a draw, but I honestly believe it's more likely going to be a Man City win. But I do believe that there could be a draw in this game for Spurs if they go at it. Depending on how much they want to go at it, they could even pick up the three points. It's it's so close to call. So close to call this match. So that is the Premier League predictions for this week. So obviously going forward from last week's fixtures, which we discussed, I think we did, we, I'm nearly sure that we might have actually discussed last week's fixtures. Let me see, did we? Let me see. I think we might have done. Let me see, or did we? Okay, so I'm not 100% sure if we did, because it's normally something that I would do on the previous episode, is go over those, and I think it did, but if it didn't, I will go over with them anyway. So obviously this is last week's set of fixtures, so Manchester City versus Liverpool was a game of the weekend, uh, it finished a draw, I predicted, and away went up for Liverpool, and to be fair, I actually remember actually going over these, so yeah, so I did do them, but I'll go through them anyway. Burnley versus West Ham, I predicted an away win. West Ham won the match. Luton versus Palace, I predicted a home win. Luton won the game 2-1. Newcastle against Chelsea, I predicted this a draw. Finished a home win to Newcastle. Uh, Sheffield United against Bournemouth, I predicted a home win, thinking Sheffield United would do something against Bournemouth, but they didn't. Bournemouth won the game 3-1. And Brentford against Arsenal, I took as a draw. Arsenal won the game with a, you know, a last-minute sort of goal. And that from Kai Havertz, um, and then Spurs against Aston Villa. I took this one for a Spurs win, but Aston Villa obviously got the win. And then Everton versus Manchester United. I predicted a home win. It went the, the other way of Manchester United, and they won three nil. Then Forest and Brighton. I predicted an away win, which Brighton did win the game three two. And then the match between Fulham and Wolves. I predicted that it was going to be a draw. And it was Fulham who picked up the three points in that game.
but I do remember actually going over those results. So apologies to going over them twice. But just for those who needed a wee bit of a recap from last week's results before obviously this week's ones will be recorded in the next episode after this because not all the fixtures have been done. There's some tomorrow and there's still one being played as we speak tonight. And so going forward, as I say, the next topic that I have, like I say, is to do with the teams that have been in the Champions League and Europa League and that um, so far this season. So, as I say, so eight groups of four in the Champions League as each season progresses. And we have been confirmed that there's three, four, five, six, eight, nine, so there's 11 teams have been confirmed as qualified and there's still some qualification up for grabs with one game in each of the round of matches to go. So the teams that have qualified so far, so Bayern Munich have qualified from their group um, with 13 points so far, um, obviously still with one game to go. Arsenal have also qualified um, ahead of their group. Then we have Real Madrid who have 15 points out of 15. Um, so they have safely qualified. Then you also have then Real Sociedad who are on Inter Milan who both are on 11 points with one game left to go. So that group's already been decided as to who's going through into the knockout phases. Atletico Madrid and Lazio, they are both confirmed. Atletico Madrid with 11 points, Lazio with 10, with one game to go. Uh, Feyenoord who are in third place with six points cannot catch Lazio and that because they've got two many more two more points they've got four more points than Lazio, than Feyenoord at the moment. Dortmund are top of their group in Group F with ten points with one game to go. Who set ahead of PSG by three points who are on seven. And Newcastle and AC Milan are both on five points each. So this group itself is all up for grabs. Dortmund look as if they're going to go through because the lowest they can finish is second. But if PSG lose their last game and Newcastle and AC Milan pick up their last the three points if, if any of them pick up the three points you could see PSG losing out on Champions League football for the rest of this season um, which would be quite a turn for the books then you have Man City and RB Leipzig again Man City 15 points out of 15 um, just scraped through their, in their last match 3-2 after being 2-0 down and that um, Leipzig as I say, they are in second place with nine points, um, but they can't be caught, so that's why they are automatically through. And in Group H, Barcelona top the group with 12 points, so they're already through, but it comes down to FC Porto and Shakhtar Donetsk. 
they are both on nine points each. So depending on who they have as their last match and how many points they finish off with as well, at the end of it, it will go down on the head to head to who's finished. So it looks as though if, as things stand, if Porto win their last game and, and, that, and if Shakhtar win their last game, it goes on the record ahead, head head, which I think possibly Porto are going to go ahead with that because they're the ones that are actually ahead of Shakhtar on the table. So as we've said there, the teams that are, that are qualified there, so the teams that possibly could still qualify, so obviously your FC Copenhagen, you've got Anna, which are in to Galatasaray and Manchester United from Group A. So Copenhagen are, and Galatasaray are both on five points, but Manchester United are on four points after five games played. So, as I say, it's all to play for. So, if Manchester United somehow, if they get a win, they would have to hope that, as I say, it would be Copenhagen that lose their match for them to actually think. But, depending on who they play, that's the question, who their last match is. Um, but, yeah, so those three teams are all up. Um, we also have so Arsenal and Arsenal's group and Group B. Um, so we've got PSV or Lens, and that who PSV are only at points, Lens are on five. But as I say, if Lens win their match and PSV lose theirs, it would go down on whatever head to head that they would have, and that, and that is what it would come down to. Then we move on to Real Sociedad's group, um, as both of them, well, both end, them and Inter have qualified. Um, so again, the possibilities for Group F between PSG, Newcastle, and AC Milan to qualify as second. Again, it's all up for grabs in that group. Um, Man City and Leipzig, RB Leipzig are already through. And again, it's going to be between Porto and Shakhtar Donetsk um, in Group H to qualify from there. Uh, so moving on to the Europa League. So Europa League, again, you know, you have eight groups of four. And, that, and then you'll have, so you've got West Ham, who obviously qualified for the Europa League through winning the Europa Conference League um, last season. They are top of their group with 12 points, along with SC Freiburg, who are also on 12 points with one game left. So both of them are already through. From Group A, Group B, you have Marseille top with Brighton um, as well. So both of them are already through with a shock to the system in Europe. Ajax, bottom of the table in that group with one game to go. AEK Athens, they're on their third with four points. So none of those two are going to make it. Then you've got Real Betis, Group C, top with nine points. Rangers, Glasgow Rangers that is, with eight points, sitting in second place. And Sparta Prague on seven points as well. And you've got Arias Nemesel on five points. I'm sorry, five games played with four points, Scott. Um, so they're not going to make it. But it's going to be it's going to be between 
Well, it's still all to play for between Real Betis, Rangers and Sparta Prague because if Sparta Prague were to win then their last match, that would put them on the 10 points with, and then Real Betis would be on the 9 as well. And then you've got Rangers still there too. But again, it's one of those ones where it's three teams, only two can go through out of those three teams. It's still all to play for in the last game. Uh, you've got Atlanta and Sporting, and they're already both through. Atlanta finished so far are on 11 points, top of the group, and Sporting got 8 points. And SK Sturmgratz are on 4 points, and so Racco Sesco, they're on 4 points as well. But none of those two can catch Sporting or Atlanta. And Group E, who was contested by Liverpool, FC Toulouse, Union, St. and Lask. So Liverpool, as I say, topped their group with 12 points from five games played. Toulouse sat on eight points with five games played. Uh, Union with five points with five games played. And LASK, three points from five games played. So Liverpool have qualified. Toulouse... It's going to be between Toulouse and Union for the second spot in that group. Then we move on to Group F, which is Rennie, who have topped the group ahead of Villarreal. Uh, Villarreal finished on 9 points, but they've still got a game in hand as well in that group, So, which is a very unusual. Um, so not all teams have played their games in that group. And that, so that could, could, could cause a wee bit of you know, sort of, you know, not aggro as such, but it could cause, you know, some sort of confusion in the group a wee bit. Because if Villarreal were to pick up a win, that would put them on the 12 points along with Ren at the top of, the, of that. And it would then go down to the last game to see who gets the top spot in that group. Then we move on to Group G, which contested by Slavia Pra, Roma, Senate and Sheriff. Um, and Slavia Pra, they were on 12 points with Roma in second. So those two have already qualified with a game to spare each. It's just a matter of who's going to top the group. Then you've got Bayer Leverkusen top their group with 15 points. But again, this is another group which has not been finished yet. Because you've got Carbug FK. They are on 7 points out of 5 games played. And FC Molde. Again, seven points out of five games played. And it will come down to the last game of the group. And also just want to go over the teams there that still could qualify. So Real Betis, Rangers or Sparta Prague. They are the Sparta Prague. They're the teams that still could qualify from the group. Carabag or Malda as well. They're the only teams that can still qualify from each of their respective groups. Now, going back over the Champions League, and that I have got some like players that I want to single out a wee bit because of obviously they've done well for their teams and things like that this season so far to getting them to where they've gone to, and that. Um, so we'll start with no in no order at all. 
Um, so you have got Doug Young with PSV. Um, as I say, he's been one of their star players this season, and that who has got seven goals for them this season in, in, in the Champions League. And then you've got Alvaro Morata for Atletico Madrid. He's also got five, along with Erling Holland for Manchester City, who has also got five for this season. And my top players in the Europa League so far, as I say, now we have got a few players here. So Abraham Sadiq from Hakan with five. João Pedro for Brighton with five. Mohamed Kudus with five as well. And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with five as well for his team. Um, now, based on that, I say there's still no clear favourite for either competition. Now, people say Man City are, are being made favourites for the Champions League because it's theirs to lose. But do not count Real Madrid out this season. Real Madrid, we know their pedigree in Europe. We know their pedigree in Europe. Dortmund, who looks as if they're going to top their group again we know how good they can be Atletico Madrid on the day they can beat anybody and so too you know with Real Sociedad playing the way they are in the Champions League along with Inter Milan this season you just don't know what will happen and that uh, you've also got as I say you've got Bayern Munich still fighting you've got Harry Kane being one of their main men now and that um, so that will come into you know things as well and um, you know obviously you've got Barcelona there to fighting and that because they obviously haven't won the Champions League for a couple of seasons and that so they'll want to get back into that category of teams who would be likely to be in contention of winning the Champions League this season but from those teams that have already qualified so you've got like Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Real Madrid Real Sociedad, Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Dortmund. You know, so you've got eight strong teams there still that, you know, could cause the likes of Man City problems in the Champions League. But we know that they can't play anyone who's finished first. So whoever finishes second will play Man City in the next round of fixtures, but they can't be a British team until it gets to the next stage after the round of 16 as such. Um, so I will go into um, players to Who have been performing very well for the club in the Premier League. So again, this is in no particular order whatsoever. So starting first with Alvarez from Manchester City. Again, he's had a really good start to the season this season. And and he's obviously continued that from his time at the World Cup. Uh, winning the World Cup with uh, Leo Messi and things like that, bringing that over, 
you know, the confidence to build, building from that. And now, he may not have scored as many goals as what he would like to have done so far this season, but he's contributed very, very well this season. Now, to be fair, Man City, we know they're not top of the table at the moment, but as I say, you know, they have had a bit of a run of fixtures where, you know, they've been narrowly winning their matches and things like that, you know, or they've had decisions going the way that maybe shouldn't have went their way, things like that. Then we go into Ollie Watkins of Aston Villa, again having a phenomenal season so far with Aston Villa. Um, obviously their home record speaks for itself this season, um, as I say, but they are showing why they deserve to be where they are. And Ollie Watkins has played a big part in that. Um, he was unlucky not to be on the score sheet earlier in the game against Tottenham last weekend. Because due to an arrow offside decision, but he was able to get that goal in the end, um, which helped his team win the match and get all three points against Spurs, who have been on a bit of a, they have been on a bit of a run up until about a month ago, and then all of a sudden they've just lost like three games on the bounce. So this is the. This is the challenge that Spurs are having to deal with now with losing players to injury. The game's starting to pile up a bit as well, you know, and yet they've had no excuse. You know, they're not in Europe, so they've no excuse, you know, compared to other teams and things like that. Um, so, and on the subjects of Spurs, so James Madison, again, he was one of the players talked about at the start of the season. After a couple of games in, saying like, "Oh, how how he's been one of the signings of the season," and to some he may he may be, um, to me he may be one of the signings of the season. But he knows the Premier League. You know, he knows the Premier League inside out because of how long he's been, how long he played with Leicester for. You know, and that he you know he's he's lifted, you know, the Premier League trophy before, so he knows how to tackle the Premier League. You know, you look at the likes of, you know, the newcomers into the Premier League, likes of Dominic Solbeslai for Liverpool, who has been one of the one of their best players this season, you know, helping them sort of, you know, steady the ship at the, you know, in the middle of the park. And that, and he's coming in from a different team and coming in, you know, to a bit of the unknown because people are, you know, you know, fans, Liverpool fans may not have heard too much of him until they signed him. And then it was a case of like, you know, we'll see how he is, and we'll we'll take him how he is, and then all of a sudden, it's like he's become one of the one of the most talked about players for Liverpool this season so far. Obviously, along with the main players, the likes of Luis Diaz, Mohamed Salah, Darwin Nunes, who still gets stick, and I don't know why, because even last season, Darwin Nunes had a really good season, goal scoring wise and assist wise, and yet still got stick. And he's still getting that same kind of stick this season as well. But and yet he's actually had still he's still had a good season so far as well. You know. But is it but that's another thing too. Is it because of the price tag that some of these players are on? Or that the teams have paid for and things like that? Is that part of the reason that is something that's debatable? You know, price tags in football these days. You know, 
teams who can afford to pay the players for the money for the players, the wages for the players and things like that. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things nowadays. Um, but continuing with the top, my top five performers so far in this, this season in no order. Um, so obviously we've talked about Dominic Sobosly and that. Martin Odegaard for Arsenal. He's been a solid player for them since they signed him permanently. And, that, and I believe that under his utilage and that that he could be the next captain for Arsenal who lifts him the trophy. Will it be this season? I don't know. It's I mean you they were so close last season with the with Manchester City up until a couple of games before that. But this season, you know, part of me thinks they're using that to build on from last season. But they are just getting by in some of the matches. Like today, for example, they took on Nottingham or not Nottingham Forest, they took on Wolves today. In a game where it looked as if it was pretty nailed on at 2-0. And you thought they would might have built on that. But then but then Wolves had pulled a goal back to give make to give Arsenal a bit of nerve, you know. So but it'll be the big games that'll give them the it'll be the more interesting matches for them. Because these games against the likes of Wolves and Sheffield United and things like that, they're games that Arsenal are gonna expect to win. But the games against the likes of Chelsea, against the likes of Liverpool, Spurs, Manchester United, Man City, they're the games that are going to be the ones that, even Newcastle, they're going to be the ones that are going to be the ones that are the people will be like, okay, let's see where Arsenal, well, let's see where Arsenal are really at this season. You know, put them, put them to the sword against one of the top, the top so-called top five, top six teams and see where they are. And, and see how they do away from home. Not just the home games, because at home, you expect the crowd, the home crowd fans, to be behind them. But whenever they face up against these teams away from home, sometimes they seem to slither about. You know, they don't seem to be there themselves. And not when, they're, when they go away from home. You know, so that'll be a teller test for them this season. I think it's going to be their away form against the big teams. That that's where that's where Arsenal could either lose it or they could win it. But again, that could be said for Liverpool. Could be said for Man City. It could be said for any of the one who's chasing the top pack as such. Because we know currently as things stand in the Premier League at the moment, the league table start, states that so currently as things stand in the in the table, that Arsenal are sitting on top ahead of Manchester City by four points then it's Manchester City in second place um, on 29 points after 13 played then Liverpool on 28 with 13 played and Aston Villa also now on 28 points after 13 played and obviously they play tomorrow Villa played Bournemouth tomorrow Liverpool played Fulham Chelsea versus Brighton West Ham versus Palace, and then as I say, the game between Manchester City and Spurs, a half past four kickoff live on Sky Sports, and that. So that does conclude 
this episode of Rob Gold Golden Nugget Football Special. And that um, if there's any other kind of special episode that you would like me to do. Because don't forget, I'm not just doing this for the likes of myself. I'm doing this for you guys, the listeners out there who listen to the show. And I would like some more input from you guys. And that um, I will be putting out polls and things like that through social media. And that uh, going forward as well, just to try and get a more, bit more, how is it, a bit more sort of, you know, for what, for what you guys would like to see sort of thing type of thing so obviously whenever so i will be doing an, another football chat special very very soon because we will be coming up in roughly about let me see how many weeks it is come because usually you come up to about christmas period where the games come in thick and fast and just want to have a look at the table so yes so we've got 14 games played when it gets to the 19th game played for all clubs, then we will hit the high, the halfway point, and then that is when I will do a football chat special to discuss the season so far. Who has been the standout team so far, standout player, and um, or players for that matter? Because I, you know, each team has their own standout player so far, and that. Um, so it's just going to be looking at things to go along with that. Um, so yes folks so as I say as always I will be back next week with another episode um, of the Golden Nugget um, which will be uploaded as per usual for Thursday evenings um, for 6 o'clock-ish or so by the time it comes on the likes of Spotify and Amazon and as I say I am not gold and if there's one thing that you don't already do, that I want you to do, and that is to acknowledge me. <laughs>